Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that's pretty sure Baron Julian Fellows listens to it. <laughs> I suppose we are, yeah. I'm Kelly Anigan. I'm Tom Schneider. This is your Up Yours Downstairs, Downton Abbey, Series 5, Episode 2, Instant Take. Boom! How much longer could I have dragged that out? I don't know. You got a little bit. Yeah, I, I probably imagine. could have. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So definitely very ISIS heavy. ISIS Look, is all over this season. ISIS, the only thing that's more all over this season than ISIS is people doing it. Oh, yeah. Which is like... Look, my mom is not going to be pleased. <laughs> no, she isn't. My mom is going to be very upset. There are going to be some upset mothers. Yeah, very in, upset mothers yeah. and aunts. There and already are in England, I assume. Yeah. There will be in America. No, but I, it's ex- I mean, we don't know what happened. Like, did Julian Fellows lose his virginity right. or something? And like, or just, I mean, just got a hot new mistress. What with all this new Downton Abbey money? Yeah. It's hard to say, but he yeah. is really like, yeah, baby. Or maybe it's Gareth Neem. Maybe they had like a oh. four year contract contract and it was like all right if this shit goes on for four years <laughs> things are getting dirty they forgot about neem <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah let's uh let's jump in okay so number one yes there's something about mary <laughs> uh mary right. has decided to take the plunge mm-hmm. into extramarital sex and in a real dick move. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So we got super stoked because stoked. We got stoked. Right. Because she has Mari Stokes's book, mm-hmm. which was like the joy of sex of its day. Right. Um, but the downside is she's using it to badger Anna into, uh, purchasing. We, what we assume has to be a diaphragm. Right. Because it doesn't seem like a, what well, was in like a square box. Right. So I feel like it's got to be a diaphragm. It's, I mean, that seems to be the most likely scenario. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, so she like, okay, number one, she's cooked up some bullshit story that she's going on a sketching trip with a girlfriend. And I'm yeah. like, Mary, don't lie. You like, don't you're have not... any girlfriends. No, you don't. She's, they all hate she's you. She's the girl who's like, oh, well, I don't know why, but I've always only had guy friends. <laughs> no, it's nothing sexual. I just like them better than girls. Which yeah. is always a bitch move. It is. Well, and you know, I mean, who's going to like Mary among the other girls? Oh, no. Like, no one. They're not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she forces Anna, essentially. Right. She makes her go to the pharmacy. And look, I will give them props for this because Anna's experience at the pharmacy is exactly what buying plan B is like. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I mean, this... You know, apart from being a dick move on Mary's part, otherwise that whole thing is great. No, like, I mean, and, and it leads to this great conversation between Mary and Anna that's extremely like consciousness raising rap group where they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, uh, by the way, birth control's great. Yeah. Uh, secondly though, Mary, buy your own goddamn, like, go to Rippin. <laughs> you know, go to Rippin and buy your own birth you, control. You know the you know the old saying: "What happens in Rippin stays in Rippin." Yeah, like you'll be fine. Anyways, yeah. So she, we haven't even talked about why because it's so boring. Well, we already knew that I she know. was going to. So bang she's Gilly. going to go bang that handsome pirate, right? Who's not even that handsome. He's not. And they're like. You know, we there's all this build up, and then at the end, they're in this hotel, and you know they've given their real names, which I support actually. Yeah, I think if you're gonna have an affair, you absolutely should use your real name. Yeah, because like I don't know. Well, that's fine. It's like that, <laughs> it's like a whole like Zuckerbergian. But the point thing is, about integrity, I guess. The point is that they have all the sexual charisma of like 
a penguin eating a fish. Like, yeah. I don't even know. It it's, just wasn't. And, like, not just any penguin. Like, Danny DeVito as the penguin <laughs> eating a fish. Right. No, and she was wearing her least sexy dress. Yeah, the hat like, the was sort nice. Of, yeah, the hat was fine, but it was just her pale anyway, purple, like, so whatever. Anyway, so Tony Gilliam has managed to get them adjoining rooms, yeah. which is a good move, oh, yeah, because I mean, then you don't enough. have to do the walk of shame. You know, well done. Um, And they kiss, and it was just really a bad kit. Like, it was like, it was like not quite open mouth and it wasn't quite closed mouth and they just like the way they like laid out the scenario because he was like we're going to go have a scrumptious dinner and mary was like and then he's like we'll come back here and mary's like oh and make love and he's like yes all night long and i'm like mary seems like a one and done type of bitch as does gilly like no, and you know, i play think to your he's strengths. got a micro penis well look Maybe he not, not micro. Right. But I think what Mary's, we agree on is that he suffers in comparison with Charles Blake coming back yeah, in so this let's, episode. Let's, Even though, again, just like taking, you know, just from a headshot, you could make the argument for look, Gilly. Let's but, jump ahead here and talk yeah. about Charles Blake. Because right. Charles Blake comes to Downton because his friend, Mr. Bricker. Bricker. Yeah. Wants to see a painting by some guy. Right. Della Francesca. Yes. Right, or something whatever. like that yeah so Some this dude, dude came and he wanted to see the painting because he's writing a book about this painter right and he's from gosford park yes and, and we possibly something we feel like we recognize Wait, wasn't for- george like he wasn't a i think he was a valet actually wasn't he oh yes he was he was he well look we're not going to do this right now but you yeah. recognize him from gosford park carry on anyway but he's gone after dinner to go look at the painting with cora and is like right. super flirting with her There's- in a way that was creepy because he was a ghost because well, she was saying, oh, you know. You say it's per- creepy, but Cora was responsive. Oh, look, she was, look, oh, I'm sorry. She's married to the grumpiest I'm- old man since Walter Matthau. <laughs> right. She is. Particularly but in this, this episode. The first, I think. Well, he seemed like he knew her from before well, somehow. Right, exactly. And Which she didn't not- remember and like. Well, or like. I mean, she did remember, but it had not come up before in the episode, so maybe she didn't tell, like, wow. It's hard to say. Anyway, he's the reason that Charles Blake is at Downton, Mm -hmm. and, like, he and Mary are kind of needling each other. And the sex scenes, the sex scenes, (laughs) the sexual tension between them is, like, palpable. Yeah. Like, he's a sexy dude. He's intense. And he's potentially not as physically attractive as Tony Gilliam. Right. But he is, like... I will, like, end you sexually. But, like, <laughs> in a good way. Right. You know, no, he's, he's like the mortal combat of sex somehow. <laughs> Whereas Tony Gilliam is maybe Street Fighter. Prince of Persia? I don't know I, what to, yeah. yeah. Anyway. I, yeah. Look, it's, it's, look, Mary's going to need more diaphragms, <laughs> is what we're saying. We're um, all agreed on that, yeah. Anyway. Oh, but, but Charles Blake says the word sex. Yeah. And it's very, whew, yeah, this is, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we keep saying it, but oh my God, so much sexier than like, every other. Like, is this HBO? Right. I mean, it is. I mean, it is. I am uncomfortable a little, <laughs> and I, I'm very sex positive. Yeah. I love things about sex. Yeah. But this is, I mean, we've just lived in a very hermetically sexually sealed environment with right. these people for so long. Yeah. And no, and then just to keep jumping around. So like, it, what makes it even worse that Mary's making Anna, like, buy this birth control is that it's like, oh, yeah, Anna does not appear to love Bates at all anymore and hasn't seemed to for years. Um, also, and, 
let's just get this out of the way. Right. A policeman shows up at the end of the episode and wants to like start poking around and asking questions about Mr. Green's death because there was right. a witness. So it's and like Mrs. Hughes is horrified, and I choose to retcon her being horrified <laughs> into the audience experience, <laughs> which is like, oh my god, this again. And Bates has been so completely charmless yeah in this season like even i mean he's look, barely been in this season we love to give him a hard time right as you know <laughs> yeah but like he in this episode in particular i'm just like yeah. dude why are you even on this show well because anna talks to thomas we'll get into like trying to be like hey okay because they jimmy kent's gone yeah, which Jimmy is Kent got fired, which kind of weirdly a bummer. Like he no, was never He was very handsome and cheeky. Well now yeah. there's ev- like literally every person on that staff is a Debbie Downer. Yeah. Except for Mrs. Patmore and Daisy. Yeah. And it is so bo- like there's nobody with any liveliness yeah. in them. And it's what I mean, and again, Anna really is great and she really is like, hey Thomas. I see, you know, you don't have anybody and She's that like, sucks I for you. I see myself <laughs> in you. Right. She says it to everybody, to be right. fair. But then Mr. Bates shows up and they're both like, oh, Bates is here, including Anna, his true love. Uh, anyway. Okay. And so she I just also wish they tellingly, were going to dispatch Bates with the look, same. Anna's such like a down friend because she didn't even tell Mr. Bates that Mary was going off to hoe it up, mm-hmm. which is good because he would be super judgy. He would. He would. You know what? He would fucking tell Lord Grantham. Probably in his like sly Batesian way. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, look, he killed a man. Yeah. I put nothing past him at this point. God, I hate that guy. Yeah, I do too. All right. Number two. We are more than two. Look, we had these in an order, and yeah, it's been a well, long weekend. The point is just to hit all of them. Yeah, at number some point. two is baby stealing. Oh my god! All right, idiots. Look and look, cousins. I don't mean you. No, no. I no. mean fucking Pigman and Edith. Listen right. up, Pigman and Edith. Off Broadway play. Cockamamie plan is supposed to work. It has to be her idea because eccentric rich people steal poor people's babies well, all the time. There's. Yeah, Look at Madonna. <laughs> right. Well, there's two ways to go. It can be her idea, or it can be the pig man laying the groundwork with his wife before Edith is ever there and being like, boy, I'm sure sick of taking care of this adoptee. Wouldn't it be great if somebody else came along? You know, but no, this... And he's been a good actor up till now. And like, now, his character's yeah, been a good actor. I know. And he's, he just invites her over and he's like, follow my lead. And then he's it's so just clunky. like, he's just like, hey, wife, who clearly loves this baby. Mm-hmm. And he, that was the whole point of the plan is that his wife is so baby crazy yeah. that she wouldn't bat a fucking eye. Right. And it's just. And now she's batting an eye yeah. because these idiots. <laughs> Don't know how to steal a baby. Right. They're the wet bandits of baby stealing. <laughs> and it's surprising because Edith has already stolen this baby once. Yeah. And as we'll like, recall from the Swiss couple. You would really think that if you stole a baby one time, you would level up the second time. You'd be like, yeah. oh, I can totally do this in a better way. Yeah. Um. Anyways. The less said about that, the better. Oh, remember there was a fire. We had completely <laughs> right. forgotten. We, that the we, we Mrs. Had. Hughes and Anna are Even like cleaning it up. We were like, what? oh, the fire. 
Right. Which is apparently one of those fires that only damages one room and can be repaired in a day. Which, my next-door neighbor's house, I wasn't living there anymore at the time, but my next-door neighbor's house caught fire. Like, that is like a six-month-long process Listen, to fucking deal with Tom, that. their house is way nicer than your neighbor's house. Well, I mean, granted, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so how Tom got his communist game back. All right. Game back. Groove back. Yeah. Otherwise, the pun doesn't work, Kelly. Listen, Tom, it's been a long weekend. <laughs> it sure Incidentally, hey, cousins, mm-hmm. I know that you saw that we are putting this up late because I was a finalist in Comedy Hack Day. Right. Uh, my application that I helped invent. Yes. Uh, called High Fives. Yes. Uh, we won runner up and we also got the People's Choice Award, which I think is the best award because it means that you could potentially make money. I agree. Um, yeah, but I'll post a link if you want to check out some of the work that we did. It was really fun. It really was cool. Yeah, it was really great. Yeah. Um, but thank you for bearing with us on that. It was a big <laughs> deal. It was very cool and you guys are cool. Right. And now we're like up past our bedtime. So yeah, it's, it's like, so whoa. Late right now. Yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, I'm gonna combine this with Daisy's maths. Yeah. Because da- right, no, they're part of, yeah. Mrs. Patmore has decided to hire out of pocket for Mrs. Patmore mm-hmm. was like, I'm gonna hire Miss Bunting to tutor Daisy in math. Yeah. And so Miss Bunting is there and like She's apparently doing a good job. Daisy's yeah. very happy with the results. Yeah. What I loved but this is this, a really feminist season because Daisy's it, yeah. like, Oh, if I'd had a teacher like her when I was in school, my whole life would be different. Yeah. And Mrs. Patmore's like, oh, well, your life's not so... Wow, I've never done an actual Mrs. Patmore. <laughs> right. Mrs. Just... Patmore's like... Wah, 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 <laughs> Anyways, so it's a whole thing, and it's like, there's much discussion, and we don't need to like get into it, because she's so homely. Right. <laughs> she is. But uh it's nice... Well, look, Daisy and Mrs. Patmore are among the people that are just so great that whatever they're doing like well and particularly they stand out right now because everybody below stairs is such a bummer exactly and well and i'll Their say this mood too is as dour as the clothes they wear now it's true they used to have life i agree but daisy and mrs patmore are great and i'll actually say kind of oddly that i've really been enjoying thomas's performance this season these two episodes i have to even though a lot of the things that he's doing make no sense right but i've really been enjoying it. and the seat the episode opened with the like parting of him and jimmy kent and i thought that was a really nice scene. i agree it was I really good really also did. spoiler alert it's not a spoiler speculation <laughs> alert yes we think because we've seen the reports that like thomas's storyline gets super dark mm-hmm. he's totes gonna try to kill himself that seems that we're yeah it's being telegraphed really strongly yeah but anyway, he's doing great. homely liberal. So homely liberals there mm-hmm. tutoring Daisy, and like Rose finds out, and Rose is like, "Oh, Tom, you know Miss Bunting's downstairs. Let's right. invite her to dinner." And he's like, "Oh, I think that's a bad idea." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, I'll ask Cora because Rose doesn't understand anything." Oh my god, I really did enjoy when she was talking to Charles Blake at dinner and she was helping these Russian refugees because they were basically the equivalent of the Kardashians. <laughs> and like she felt so bad for them. Right, like oh they were so rich and then they were poor and I don't like to think about that at all. No, and actually I kind of appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Look, shallow people have emotions too. They do. Um anyways, so Miss Bunting is invited to dinner. By Tom. Tom actually goes down and right. invites her in person. Mm-hmm. And she says that she she's not up to it. Oh, I'm Lord, too homely for that. Yeah, she's like, 
I'm not up to it. Lord Grantham's not up to it. And then she like gives Tom a whole lecture on how like he's a good person and Sybil and blah, blah, blah. And he needs to be a better person. Yeah. yeah. Which like I'm not sad about per se, uh, but it's like her. I don't know. Right. She refused the car ride home. And I'm like. She tried to. She did go out the servant's entrance. Oh, did she take the car? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, one of the, uh, whether it was Thomas or somebody else was there. Uh, No, it was uh, Mosley was there. Right. To like hold the door. Okay. And so there was this sort of like, oh, this servant is listening to us talk about rich people things. Yeah. Um, Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Because you know what? Never turn down a free ride. I don't care where it comes from. Yeah, come on. That Don't be a fucking idiot. We know you could walk. That's why we're offering you the option yeah. to not walk. Murdy! Yeah. All right. Oh, Murdy. Okay. I like Murdy. Yeah. Like, I'm down with Murdy. Yeah. He seems like a nice, cool dude. He does. He's like enjoying, like, he's like having his 20s now that his horrible wife is <laughs> Apparently, dead. she was awful. Her name was Ada. And wow. I'm never, except for in the Poisonwood Bible, I'm generally opposed to anyone named Ada. Well, or Ada Loveless. But the point is. Well, I mean, she was a crazy bitch. The, she may have invented she, computer programming. But probably not a great, like, spouse. Or friend. Right. Or no, cousin or anything. That's probably fair. Anyway, so we see the Dowager with Isabel and Dr. Clarkson because the Dowager's continue, like, this is her, like, this is her version of meddling. Yeah. If she's just like, look, they didn't have TV. Robert won't let them get a wireless. She's like, I'm going to make my own soap opera. Yeah. So she's got Dr. Clarkson in there and she's like, oh, by the way, Murty's invited us for tea. And then like Dr. Clarkson and the Dowager like ragging yeah. on Isabel. And she's like, even my sense of humor has limits. I'm like, you don't have a she Your sense not. of humor only has limits in the sense that it is extraordinarily limited. <laughs> right. You are the most earnest person in the world. Yeah. Um, no, the way her face lit up when she heard there were Russian refugees. Oh, yeah. Like, no. Oh. oh, her meddling sense got all tingly. <laughs> she was like, oh, fine. In York, yeah. where the Whore Institute was. That's right. So it's like... Maybe some of them are Russian whores. Like, right? Or it's like, what happened to the Whore Institute after you lost interest? Like, are the whores still uh, there? I'm sure they're I all fine. I bet those whores turned it into like a Sin City situation. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, we got this great, you know, place that we all were going You gonna- mean they're visually confusing and can't act? Yes. All right. Uh, Rory Gilmore's there. <laughs> anyway, so they go to tea at Murdy's, and Isabel does say, because Dr. Clarkson was like, oh, those gardens are nice, but it's not the right time of year to look at them. And I'm like, when do you ever get invited to look at somebody's garden when it's not a euphemism, Dr. Clarkson? <laughs> right, for a yeast infection. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Anyway, but Isabel's like, oh, I'd love to see your gardens, and blah, and, blah, blah. And Maggie Smith is like, oh, my God, that was too soon, you yeah. stupid bitch. Look, man. Why am I even your wingman? Oh my god! I'm really enjoying their interactions. Oh though. yeah, They're it's too, so it's fantastic. Great. Like this is a love triangle we can and get look, behind. You've really got to fucking give it to uh fucking what's her name? Penelope Walton. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to call her Harriet Walter, and I was like, no, right. that's not it. That was a combination of various wrong choices. But, but I think there is a Harriet Walter out there somewhere. <laughs> I, I, odds are cousins. <laughs> are you Harriet Walter? Do you know a Harriet Walter? If so. Tell us. <laughs> we want to hear your story. <laughs> right. Or her story. Right. Or whoever. We anyway, apologize. so they're having tea in Murdy's, like, 
drawing drawing room. room we'll go with that anyway and he's like oh you know my mother redid it and i thought she had excellent taste which is a very nice he's like oh is it weird that i'm complimenting my mother and these two bitches are like we are like old ladies this is the hottest thing you've ever said right we're both grandmothers yeah. like mother is like you're <laughs> yeah. we're like flattered yeah like, we're, we're like, fanning cool. ourselves yeah. yeah anyways and he's just you know he's dropping he's, he's saying great. even despite the fact that the lady who I think might actually be Harriet Walter, who played Lady Shackleton. Oh, um, yeah. Maybe. I don't think... It, anyway. Well, moving look, on. But he's like, oh, you know, I need a woman's touch. And, you know, I, I feel like a bull in a china shop in here. And the dowager's all like, eh, eh, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And, like, Isabel is enjoying it. The yeah. most frustrating thing about this storyline is that Isabel is enjoying being pursued. And she feels like she has to put on this whole act about how she doesn't like it. And it's like, get that D, Isabel. Right. But Come on. You know, you're not getting any younger. Your son's dead. Your is, daughter-in-law's banging Tony Gillingham. This I is think- what sexual repression brings. This this whole season is about, like, sex and repression and, yeah. what you know, the pros and cons. Like, again, because I... And I don't think we've emphasized this enough. Cora had heat for this Bricker guy. Oh, totally. Like, she was into him. Yeah. Like, I w- I've never seen that in the, you know, four seasons well, and two episodes. Well, she's just existing usually on a different plane than everyone else. Yeah. Look, well, and they, look, she's had her, like, intimate moments with Lord Grantham, but right. never like this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and this mean, was, yeah. this was a serious thing. Yeah. Okay, so, the war memorial continues right. to be mired in in fighting and bickering. But it's nice to see, like, Lord Carson... Lord Carson. Well, Carson, I see why you say that. Right. Like, really seeing Lord Grantham being a dick yeah. in his eye, mm-hmm. in, in Carson's yeah. eyes, and being like, oh. That's- so, the committee wants to put the memorial where the cricket pitch is. The right. cricket pitch we've seen once on the show. <laughs> right. And the cricket pitch, which apparently gets used once a year. Right. Like, but to be fair, that cricket pitch did keep Thomas out of jail somehow. So. <laughs> it was the giant cricket pitch that could. <laughs> um, so Laura Grantham is like, oh, like, I don't want it. Uh, I don't want it in my cricket patch. Right. And everybody else is like, oh, my God, why are you such an asshole? Right. And it's like, basically, I don't even remember all the ins and outs because I'm super, like, bored by this storyline. Yeah, but... Nobody's having is, sex in this story. It winds up being Lord, like Lord Grantham winds up winning out, not because anybody agrees with him per se, but then they eventually decide that it should be the village instead. Yeah. And so the actual winner is, uh, Mrs. Hughes. Mrs. Hughes. Yeah. Because Mrs. Hughes tells Carson that she thinks the memorial should be like in the village and people and they're on their way to church or to the shops can just stop and have a peaceful moment and right. really use it versus having to make a whole fucking day of it. Right. And go out to the dumb cricket pitch, <laughs> which is apparently so far away from everything that they only have one game a year. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, but like they have a whole meaningful conversation with a war widow whose son comes with her when she's going to the shop to go see his dead father's grave. Right. Which is very poignant. Also, that lady was super homely, but she's not as homely as the homely <laughs> liberal. Um, yeah, so that all got settled. And Carson and Mrs. Hughes had a whole moment. And again, we are not shipping them and we don't. We're approve. not shipping. And it's like. Shipping if Carson and Mrs. Hughes thing. is not approved by up yours downstairs. It isn't. And if I could feel confident that it wasn't going anywhere then i would have been perfect i would have enjoyed their scenes yeah. if i was confident that it was just staying on this like 
intimate but professional level. Forgot about Neem. Yeah. <laughs> we really did forget about Neem. And he talks a lot, <laughs> but we never paid attention. Yeah. Anyway, so like whatever. I hope we never hear about this again. Sure. Um, okay, murder prison. We already talked about that and we don't want to so, talk about Oh, fucking Baxter. Here's what I love about Baxter. All right. Baron Julian, this is a Baron Julian decision, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Baron Julian was like, what if we took the two most unattractive, <laughs> uncharismatic, least interesting downstairs characters and put them in a pointless plot? <laughs> and so, like, Baxter stole that stuff and, like, Thomas told Mosley about it, which granted was a dick move. And Mosley's, and I even, I think the guy who plays Mosley does a great job considering what a terrible character like, he has to play. It's like when you look up thankless in the dictionary, it says playing Mosley. Yeah. Like, anyways, so he, like, at the end of that final scene where he's, like, worked, like, there are tears in his eyes because, yeah. what, Baxter? Just tell them why you did. And this is, and that's what's frustrating too, is that I feel like so much everything new in this season has gotten away from all this shit yeah. of pointlessly not saying things. Ex- look, people are having diaphragms. Yeah, it's a brave. New they're world. just saying what they feel, and then there's just these few holdover things that are like, oh, I'm just going to not say something for no reason, even though I'm clearly going to reveal this at some point. No, and it's just like. She's got less incentive to not tell them this than she had to steal those jewels. Right. And it's just boring. Yeah. It's boring. And Cora's like, I haven't fired you. And I don't know why. And we're all like, we also don't know why, Cora. <laughs> right. Get fucking, you know, Brickler. Or whatever <laughs> right. his name is. Bricker? Yeah. Bricker. Right. Oh, God. So, okay. We should probably wrap this up. Yeah, we should. But, like, Lord Grantham got so huffy. Because, okay, uh, so he comes in the library when Bricker's like, eh, eh, painting, you, me. And, and Cora's like, oh. So he comes in and he's like, oh, there's coffee in the drawing room. And the heat, the yeah. heat is so hot yeah. that from the doorway, Lord Grantham feels, and he says, Isis, come again. Guys, seriously, Isis went to go scout locations for the memorial. <laughs> Baron Julian. Or whoever, like your PA. Right. If you're seriously listening to this, you should well, fucking hook us up, bro. Yeah. Listen, or just let us know. Honestly, if you have to swear us to secrecy, we won't spill. We won't say anything. God, we'd love to. Oh, my God. Look, honestly, if this ISIS renaissance is happening because of our dogager <laughs> uh, Countess of Grantham Valentine, which is still, I think, my favorite bullshit thing I've made for this podcast. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, don't leave us hanging. Right. If you see the app that I worked on all weekend, you'll understand why I'm speaking this way. Yes. Anyway, but he came and he's like, Isis, come. And then when they're in bed, like, he's all in a fucking wrath about how... And again, look, listen up, everyone. Tom's not moving to America as long as the dude that plays Branson is not dying. Right. Nor is he planning to move to America and live in a sewer, as Lord Grantham apparently believes. Who wants to live in New York? <laughs> anyway. Um, so he's in a fucking wrath about that. And then he gets into bed and he says, and tell your friend Bricker to stop flirting with ISIS. It's not very nice to try to uh, sway the affections of other people's dogs. Flirting with ISIS. And Isis was super doing her own thing in that scene. Right. Isis didn't Not, give a shit about that me, painting. Neither Bricker nor Cora had the slightest idea that Isis was Nor present. did we, the viewing audience. Yeah. Anyways, and like, but Cora, mm-hmm. 
McGee is going to be the v- the MVP of this season. Yeah, Elizabeth McGovern, man. nailing it. Yeah. She is like piven levels of nailing it. Yeah. Like, because she turns over and she's like, fine, I'll tell yeah. him to stop flirting. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, dude, I have been married to you forever. And you- right. And she, like, all the levels, because she's like, I'm totally happy that, like, this is the decision I made. We get along. Like, we're a business partnership. And yet at the same time, like, Jesus, I, I wish this, you know, like, you, is, just because you don't know how to have fun doesn't mean I shouldn't. Yeah. Anyway, we forgot one thing. Okay. And then we're really done. Okay. The wireless. Oh, so right, right, right. Rose yeah, yeah. has been hinting very broadly about getting a wireless at Downton. And Lord yes. Grantham is like, oh, Lord Grantham has been responding exactly the way my parents responded to all our hints that we should get cable. Yeah. It was like, and I can't even tell, like, word for word. Yeah, like, I exactly. understand. Anyways, so it's not very compelling. Oh, yeah. They yeah, yeah. get it rented, like, for a well, they get it. I guess they're they keeping it. They said they rented it for a day, but then apparently they're like, oh, this is actually, which is, which is probably pretty, like, sweet marketing. It's just like, you know. Oh, yeah. It's you know, like, uh, it's rent like, to own. Yeah. Or it's like Hulu Plus. It's like, oh, just get it, you know, for a trial yeah. period. Yeah. Oh, my God. And the then... wireless was totally the Hulu Plus of the day. <laughs> it was. And then you just keep getting the bill. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so Laura Grantham gets it because King George V is speaking. Everyone gathers, and then the dowager stands when the king is speaking. And right. literally nobody else even – it never occurred to them. Even, <laughs> right. even Lord Grantham, even LG was yeah. like, oh, we can just sit here and listen to the king. Which made me laugh because it was just like the Monty Python episode where they're like, oh, the queen is now watching this episode, so everybody has to stand uh, up. Anyway. Um, no, but the other thing that I thought was weird is like he was like, oh, we have to listen to the king. I'm like, didn't you all meet the king and like <laughs> save the prince? Right. And like, shouldn't this be old hat for you at this point? You had all you had all hijinks. <laughs> you did. That's true. Anyway, so they all listen to the king, and you know the dowager's complaining because she's like, you know, I don't want people to think that the the monarchy are just like us. And Isabel's, oh, why have not? And she's like, well, if they don't want to keep living in Buckingham Palace, like, mm-hmm. have we not just talked about the Russian aristocracy? Right. The we monarchy have. doesn't do well with free thought. Although I guess Kate Middleton's pregnant again, so it's fine. Well, I know, but you know, we all saw the queen. Like mm-hmm. it was touch and go there for a minute. Oh, it sure was. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on, Princess Diana. Oof. Yeah. Um. Okay. All right. So look, we're gonna wrap it up here. Yeah, we you have know. to. This we is... we could say more things, and we will uh, Later. in January. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Solid episode. Yeah. Place setting episode. Yeah. Very. You know. There's uh, a bit of curious water, but... how many more diaphragms we're gonna work through here. Yeah. But no. But I mean, look, we're still having such a good time, y'all. Yeah. Such a good time. As long as we can keep the murder prison stuff to a minimum. Like, honestly, at the end of the episode, we were like, cut to Bates being executed. Yeah. Right now. Just can Anna just shoot him? Yeah. That'd be great. That would be amazing. That and would be a very Tarantino-esque like, resolution to this. <laughs> it, it would be. But otherwise, suit. We're I still- wish we had a Tarantino version of the Downton Abbey theme song. <laughs> so somebody. Yeah. Anyone. Do that. Do that. World. Until next time. <laughs> Up, Up yours, yours downstairs. downstairs. Luncheon out. <laughs> <laughs>